0: Yeah, dude how are you hi I'm hey what's up man I'm good how are you doing I'm doing well it's been a fucking long time man nice it, to see you yeah nice to see you I think the last time I like saw you in person was when we were on tour and we like hopped on one of your shows uh with Nina Diaz like real last minute in I Indianapolis really- I believe.
1: I remember that. That was really cool. That was a fucking <laughs> cool show too. Cause it was like a really small venue and, uh, or like, it was like really like tight, but there were a ton of people there. And they yeah. had like band after band. It was, that was a really good show on the tour. I remember like wondering how it was going to be when we walked in. Cause we like, there was a band checking in. You guys were outside. We were like all hanging out. <laughs> Cause we were just kind of like, like, Hey, we know you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Um, so like on that tour, we were, uh, looking like on facebook because some of the shows dropped or we just needed to pick up something and we messaged the people that booked y'all and they're like yeah you could play and i think we played like really late like right after on y'all but like really really late after y'all
1: that's crazy man that's crazy it's such a small world like do you see somebody that you know from like <laughs> thousands of miles away and you're like hey yeah we're here we're here
0: yeah man um so uh we'll we'll start off my first question i ask everybody is when did you know music was going to be a part of your life
1: um okay so like i guess like the traditional like music's always kind of been a big thing but um if i like it's like really nerdy really nerdy right <laughs> when i was a kid i remember watching back to the future when i was like really little and um like when I saw him do the whole like freaking um, Johnny B. Good thing on stage, I'm like, oh my God, I wanna play guitar on stage. Like I didn't know the difference between guitar and bass. I just was like a little kid and I was like, oh my God. Like he's all jumping around and like crawling on his back and stuff. I was just like, oh dude, that, that right there, that's so freaking cool. Like I'm sure that probably a lot of people in my generation have that Marty McFly, like that guy was a badass. So that was um, probably one of the earliest moments that I could remember.
0: That that's badass it's cool that you can really link it to like one particular like you know moment um so when did you start picking up an instrument
1: um I um my mom played so my mom tried to get me to like play um a little bit of guitar when I was a kid mm-hmm. but I was a slacker and I didn't want to do that um I played a little bit of piano when I was like I was homeschooled so like part of the curriculum was like music and stuff and I would do a little bit of piano but it wasn't like something that i would really like tackle to where i actually learned to play piano but i um the when i started getting into playing i was probably 12 and i took my mom's guitar and just started kind of messing around on an acoustic guitar um and i'd always kind of gravitated towards the low end you know what i mean like i'd hear songs and i'd just be like like just kind of hear that like the groove and i would just kind of like gravitate in that area and um when i was I think I was like 15. My mom bought me a bass as a, um, as like a, what's the right word? She was trying to get me to go to school because I didn't want to go to school, and mm-hmm. um, she was like, "I'll buy you a bass if you go to school." <laughs> I was like, "Of course, yeah, yeah. Why would I not go to school if you're gonna buy me a bass?" <laughs> so we went to Guitar Center, and I picked out this like, it was a LTD B, B, um, I think it was a B204. It was um, kind of metal looking. The L.T.D.s had that like I was like a little metalhead, like kind of I was metalhead and then like punk and goth as a kid. And I was like kind of like very. Um, I started getting a little bit like I guess more extravagant looking. I started like wearing like platform shoes and spiking my hair up and wearing vinyl pants and just like real. I like the look. Like, yeah. I, I wanted a I wanted a a warlock, but they didn't have the warlock. She was like, "We can't spend that much money on you playing bass. You're gonna get this is what you're gonna get." And yeah. I was so excited. And um, I went to school for like three days and then I just didn't go back, but I played bass for a fucking ever. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Hell yeah. Right, I, you're
1: like demonetized like crazy. My apologies, man. Uh,
0: no, no, it's okay. I had a, I had an LTD bass too, like a real crazy looking one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I had that weird shape. I ended up like gluing studs on it and like making it look real metal. Cause same thing, dude, like I kind of grew up like with new metal, so. Like Mudvayne was one of my favorite bands and Ryan, oh, like the yeah. bass player. Like I had was uh, really good. Yeah, man. I was a hot topic, like, you know, kid, you could totally tell, just I had the wallet chains and like the big blue like parachute pants and stuff. No, nah, that's
1: awesome, dude. Dude, I, I worked at Hot Topic <laughs> from when I was um seventeen to twenty one. I worked at oh, like yeah. <laughs> the two different or Ingram Park Mall and North Star Mall. So I was like hot topic like that's it's funny <laughs> people still remember like oh dude, i remember you working on Hot topic i was like <laughs> the, the goth kid with the edward hands hair nice but yeah the, the ltd bases were cool that was like my, i loved that that was uh i had that i put spikes on my my um my, my strap i had spikes all over the <laughs> strap and i think that i you remember sin 13 yeah absolutely <laughs> it, i broke that at sin 13 i played in this like um grindcore band called 13 fatal strikes and yeah. um we had a bunch of people jump up on stage and we were just going crazy and i just remember getting knocked over and then everyone was on top of me and the headstock of my bass was just like all like just all sad and you just saw like the strings they looked like little yeah, yeah. oh man yeah, i was sad
0: do you think that we san antonio has any venues like Sin 13 anymore
1: i don't know because i'm old man i don't go anywhere (laughs) anymore um plus like we've had such a weird time with the past year like i don't know what the what like as far as what's really popular and what's really cool i know it turned or like the white rabbit turned into the paper tiger Mm -hmm. and then i know that there's like a couple small bars and stuff but i don't know that was like a that was a cool fucking place dude like it it was like goth and punk it was just like all kinds of cool like cool like genres that just they all went there you yeah. know what i mean like emo kids punk rock kids goth kids like it was so much fun like i remember we'd play a show and then like it was like 11 or 12 would roll around and then it would just be like a whole bunch of people like doing the, the <laughs> scoop dance you know what i mean and they'd be like fucking doing the whole polling thing it was great yeah
0: man that that's awesome uh like synth 13 i think was kind of it was cool because it was really close to the strip, but it wasn't there. So, like, if you were there, you were there on purpose. You weren't just, right. like, walking the strip.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. It it was a little bit cooler than White Rabbit <laughs> and, like, the other places over there. Like, you had to <laughs> – you went there for a reason.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That was um, cool, man.
0: When did you uh, start, like, wanting to start a band or join a band? Like, when was that kind of
1: – Um. Hmm, like, I guess, like – I kind of well i started playing but i kind of started and i just started playing i played at church because i was like a church kid so Mm -hmm. like i did the church thing and the worship band which is like as cool as that could possibly be which is i say that sarcastically (laughs) but i know some monster musicians that play at church so like there's nothing negating how how much of that that's a really strong like musical builder Mm -hmm. but um I started playing with some homies. They needed a bass player. Um, and my friends knew that I played at church. And that's when I started playing with that grindcore band. I was like 17 or 18. And it was just like, that That was the natural, I guess, it, I knew it was going to happen, but I didn't know if I was ready for it because I kind of was like, I didn't, I didn't know how to learn. I just kind of like, I got a bass and I was like, all right, cool, there's a G. And I just was like, I learned just badly. I kind of like reverse it. I played for years before I actually even learned how to play actual instruments, like knew what to do on bass. So it was stupid, but I just liked playing and being on stage and rocking out and being a dumbass and shit. It was fun. Yeah.
0: I, I feel the same. I'm kind of just grew up with like MX tabs and stuff, just looking at tabs and not, I didn't really understand notes or like what notes I was playing to like a few years in definitely. Um, mm-hmm. do you think that when you started learning, like notes and different and like scales and stuff. Did that impact you? Like how you wrote your bass lines? Did oh, you like tr-
1: exponentially, exponentially, like learning to play? um Or like it was kind of a weird thing because it's like, you know, how like, okay, so you're saying you're playing by tab, you play by ear, you've been playing. Like you learn stuff, but you don't know what it is. So you're just like, I like this, this is cool. Like after I started understanding the things that I was doing and the things that I could do in relation to that, it was just like, oh shit. Like, this is awesome. I get to like really, really learn a lot. Um, When I started learning, I really tried to make a point to like learn, learn a lot because I started like, I guess trying to learn musical stuff and being like more like theory oriented or like being more, um, like just into more music when I started playing with some really like crazy musicians and I had to like catch up real freaking fast. It was like, like I had kind of just played in my bands, you know, bass players can get by doing certain things. And then I started playing with these freaking guys that were just shredding. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> I have to catch up to this really fast. But it was, it was a fun learning experience. You know what I mean? And it's, I guess it's a constant learning experience, but it, yeah. it definitely helped with, with playing and playing. All the stuff.
0: Um, how did you like learn uh, your theory and just like scales and stuff? What was your kind of a go-to method of learning anything new?
1: Um, like besides the the traditional, like I guess like I got a book when I was like, I got like the Mel Bay base <laughs> book or bass book when I was yeah. a kid, and that that collected dust and never really did anything. Um, I started. Um, I started like getting into YouTube and like just looking at stuff and trying to like watch the, the, the people that I was like trying to emulate and like play like, because, oh, here you go. This is it. Um, I really started learning after I started playing like professionally. I got, it's weird. I started playing in a cover band mm-hmm. and um, they gave me this like um, three and a half hour set and I had to learn in a month. And I was like, all right, let's, let's go. It was like right before I had my little girl um, and I was working construction mostly. And I was like, I really need to hustle and make money. And I had this chance to join this cover band thing. And I was like, dude, I can actually like make some money playing music, you know, because before that it was always like, I could possibly buy some strings yeah. or like, maybe we could get some tacos and have a shot, <laughs> you know, like, oh man, that'd be great. Um, but that made me like, just dive into learning. Cause the, the guys I was playing with were crazy good. And then I was like, just focusing on like, assimilating every other bass player you know what i mean like i was like learning muse and red hot chili peppers and all these different bands that were like kind of radio like but they still were really cool like bass driven Mm -hmm. so it's like dude learning all of that made me learn all of their styles and then it's like like mega man you know what i mean like you learn their styles and you take them and then you use that for your own your own power so yeah
0: hell yeah that's that's a good analogy. I love Mega Man. <laughs> dude, he's awesome, dude. That's,
1: like, one of my favorites. I have, like, multiple Mega Man shirts I wear throughout the week. It's good stuff. I have yeah. a big tattoo on my leg. Mega Man.
0: Man, that's awesome. Now I need to get a Mega Man tattoo. Yes, dude.
1: Yes. Which <laughs> um, is your favorite Mega Man game. Oh so
0: I don't remember. I know, uh, I know it was on the Super Nintendo. And, like, I always remember the opening scene where it's, like, with their on water and they're just like kind of oh dude
1: the Mega Man x dude if you're yeah. it's from super nintendo Mega Man x yeah dude. yeah yes that's awesome
0: yeah i i like all the like nintendo ones as well but i remember that one like sticks out with like yeah. zero zero and everything
1: dude the storyline i remember being a kid and being like oh man zero sacrificed himself for me oh my god i have to, <laughs> you know like the feels <laughs> yeah but man i gotta go back now
0: um so uh when you're in the cover band um like how how long did you last in the cover band or how long was that a thing
1: um i've played for multiple cover bands for like mm-hmm. what is it i started playing in cover bands right before my little girl was born and my little girl is going to be 13 at the end of the year she's 12 now um nice. doing that um like i actually still like i don't do it i used to do it to survive mm-hmm. um which actually was kind of a Probably, it was a wonderful thing cause it was like, you know, my, my journey in that situation but it made me like hate playing certain gigs and like just get freaking burned out really hard. But I played um, in cover bands for like 12 years like just consistently. I play occasionally with few friends like like I, I'm playing this weekend with one of my homies playing, um, I think we're playing a water park and then I got picked up a gig randomly for this like outdoor event. Um, and it'll just be like a fun, chill gig, but it's like, I choose it and I get to do it and it's fun. But when I was doing it professionally, it was like, I would like be the booking dude. I had bought my own sound system. So that way I could bring sound for all my guys. Cause uh, like, if we had a full band gig, you know, we would do that. Or like, maybe it was like a Monday and I needed to make some money. We would just play like a duo gig and like me and the pianist would go, I'd bring a sub out and we would go rock. But it was, um, it was cool. Cause like I played like, you know how you see your Facebook stories. I got a Facebook story um, the other day and it said like, you have now been in bars for 94 weeks straight. And I was like, holy (laughs) shit, dude. That was my life, dude. That was like constantly like every day, like six nights a week at a bar. Um, But it was so cool because I learned so freaking much and my chops were like I miss my chops being as good as they were, <laughs> dude. When I was playing six nights a week, dude, I would just like, if I didn't play for a couple of days, it was like weird. My chops yeah. were just super on. I would go on tour and everyone would be like, we would be doing stuff. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm barely playing at all. Because, you know, you go on tour, you're like one hour, you know, yeah. every, all the whole day driving, setting up for that one hour. Yeah. <laughs> I man. was like, dude, <laughs> it's like, I need more than that. I got to play more than that
0: yeah i i can definitely relate uh i moved to austin to like try to do the music thing and austin ended up joining a cover band and playing like i, I think we did like four or five nights a week and so it was so cool because you get to play music and you get to play a bass for that time but then just like you're saying you get those gigs and it's just like i all right i kind of don't want to play this song right yeah. now or like like it, it sucks cause then it starts becoming like a job. And so finding that, you know, divide. Yeah. It's
1: It's a big thing, dude. It's um like, um I, I, have a re- I have a really bad analogy for it which is totally not exactly like kid friendly but mm-hmm. it's I think the best analogy for it. And I'm not gonna go too descriptively but I feel like it's like being a prostitute. You know what I mean? Like it, you're doing something that most people love I love playing music. You look, we wouldn't be playing music if we didn't. But we were prostituting ourselves out to a certain extent. And sometimes the gigs were awesome, you know what I mean. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes you just had to suck it up, and they're paying, and you that's you, you do your job, you know what I mean. It's not as enjoyable. Um, but you know, it was um, it was it was a really good experience to do that. Um, I I don't regret any of it. I'm glad that I got to fucking like learn all of those things but it definitely, like you said, sucks the fun out of it. Or like you play any of those songs that just like you hated, like, which is your favorite, your favorite that you hated?
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, so I think, I don't know. Anytime we played like pro Jam, I was kind of like, uh, okay, I do it. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it depends like some, cause you know, sometimes you go to a bar and you play pro Jam and everyone's like, really like digging it. Um, mm-hmm. And then that also changes kind of like your feelings when people are jamming to it. You can get into it. Oh, more. for sure. For sure. But yeah. I, that's like the first one that comes to mind. Like we did real like, um, I was lucky too, because like we kind of did like reggae spins of things too. Oh, so nice. like that, that was like fun. Like we did like some Guns N' Roses, but like a reggae version of Knocking on Heaven's Door and stuff. But when this we did awesome. like, yeah, when we did the straight... Rock like sometimes playing Weezer like Hash Pipe like that's like oh. the same thing over and over you know,
1: <laughs>
0: which is fun. It's a fun song, but when you play it like, when I mean, you've nights. done it like twenty times, yeah. yeah,
1: no, for sure. That's that's the thing is it's like I remember people would be like, you don't like that band. It's like it's not that I don't like the band. It's just like I don't want to play that song like eight hundred times. Like oh, so like between doing um some of like the the cover band stuff, one of the bands I had we had a solid like um like a corporate group Mm -hmm. and we would play on the weekends. We would play like either in Dallas or Houston or like travel around for like parties and weddings. But during the week we would do live band karaoke. And Oh my God, they're still playing. They're amazing. Like if you get a chance to check out the musicians in that band, like the guitarist is the guy I was talking about from earlier. That was like, I had to have someone keep, Step up. This guy is like not even a human being. He's insanely <laughs> amazing. Like he's just so freaking good. But they do. Um, they do the light band karaoke, and like we had a five hundred something song set list, and we would have to know all of those songs. But then like one night, someone's gonna come in, and like three people want to hear. They don't want to do "Don't Stop Believing," and they're like, "Dude, I don't want to do do 'Don't Stop Believing' three times." Like that's. That's a little bit excessive. <laughs> yeah. Like, like It's funny because I, I I had this massive distaste for Journey. And then I got somehow pulled into helping somebody with a Journey tribute band. And there's some really <laughs> cool baselines for Journey. It's just everyone listens to Don't Stop Believing. Like there's so many cooler songs.
0: Yeah. So- agreed. Agreed. I saw Journey was probably one of the first like bigger concerts I saw. At, oh, like, yeah. Verizon, the Verizon Wireless Amphitheater.
1: Oh, dude, I bet that was awesome. I bet yeah. like people were freaking all about that.
0: I think it was the first show when they got their new singer. Okay. I forgot cool. his name, but the one from YouTube.
1: Yeah, like they got like a, a like he was a, a karaoke singer or something. That's yeah. I, at least the story. That's freaking cool, man. Like, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> that's like, you can get discovered anywhere. That's like the whole, like, the magic story.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, let's go back to you playing uh, like original music. So after your, um, Your grindcore band, like, how did how did you move on and like, what was your your journey through your live or your original music?
1: I played with um played with Thirteen Fatal Strikes. That was super super fun. It was a really cool band. I was like, I got the I got pulled in as the bass player because the bass player moved to vocals and that was a cool band because we played for like all kinds of like we played with we opened with Under Oath we played with um, like 18 Visions and Atreyu like any of those cool bands at that time it was awesome we were generally there Um, and then I went and started working it was when I was working with at Hot Topic I got introduced to these like these older dudes that mm-hmm. played in this band. Do you remember Killswitch Incorporated?
0: Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, they had like all of the ads and stuff on like mm-hmm. all of the things. I played with that band at the tail end of their stuff, which is mm-hmm. pretty interesting. It was like a whole like, I guess like goth metal. It was yeah, <laughs> it was cool. It was much more of a show They we'd have um, like dancers on stage and like I was a I was very much a partier at the time, so mm-hmm. I wasn't really worried about much integrity of music as much as I was like, <laughs> I got wasted and I did stupid stuff. But yeah. um, after that, I started playing with the band called Salvia Divinorum, which was like a, like a kind of punk rock and roll band from Austin. Mm-hmm. And that was really, really fun. And then after that was when I kind of started getting pulled into covers because I started playing with a band that was an original band and they did covers. So they did both of them. And then after that was... Um, that was a band that should not be named because it was a terrible band name. It was a really, <laughs> really bad band name, really bad. Um, and then after I did that, I was doing covers playing for a while, just staying busy. I've kind of like, um, just kind of helped a bunch of people like randomly when people who would need someone. I would just go like play gigs with them. Um, after doing some cover stuff for a little bit, I got a thing. Did you ever hear of a girl named Melissa Bernal? Um, that was one of the artists I worked with for quite a bit. And, um, it was during the MySpace times. And I was yeah. like, you know how they had the bulletin board, yeah. like a little bulletin. I saw a bulletin. It was just like randomly, it was like searching for a bass player and a keyboardist, um, national recording artist. Um, and that's it. I was just like, okay, cool. And my old homeboy, he was, he and I were like a team. Um, he was a keyboardist and we played in multiple bands together. And I was like, dude, we got to go audition for this. And it was really weird because it was the first time I ever actually auditioned for anything besides mm-hmm. like me knowing people or just going to be part of it and um it was it was terrifying because um it was we found out when we got there that it was for interscope records and the guy that was there was this guy brent super nice dude he's a guitarist for nerd freaking mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> cool jazz he's like jazzy like really cool guitarist and they're all like yeah we're gonna record you for pharrell um just, you know, play the song. They had a chart. And I was like, look, me and me and Johnny looked at each other. And we're like, okay, just play along with the chart. Cool. And they play the song. They're like, yeah, do it again. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll see what he says and just get back to you. And I was like, did you hear what I heard? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and he's like, they said Pharrell, right? Because we didn't know. They didn't say anything to us. <laughs> so we went and, and then it was like a week of absolutely nothing, which was like the freaking biggest pain in the butt. But we got a call back and then we... Um, Played with that girl for a few years, we um they set up a whole like months of rehearsal. We did like the they flew us out, we had a tour bus, and we did a, a nationwide tour, which was freaking cool. <laughs> um, and then like towards the end of it was I think December, and I guess sometimes you know how stuff happens. The mm-hmm. the, the artist she um didn't really want to sign as many contracts as they were kind of putting in front of her. And she didn't sign the contracts and her her, her like manager dude shelved her basically.
0: Which yeah. is such
1: a bummer, dude. Cause she was like, dude, it was um her her manager has been on Forbes, like oh. the, the, the like the actual cover of Forbes. He's uh he's he was the um the owner of Geffen, or not the owner, the CEO of Geffen Records. His name's Neil Neil Jacobson. And I was like, dude, this guy is freaking business, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So we were, like, he was gassing us up. Like, you guys are going to be touring the world forever. You know, make sure your families know that you guys are going to be gone. Like, are you going to be okay with this? Just gassing us up, dude. And then we toured. They took care of all kinds of stuff. And then, like, they were, like, yeah, you know, after you guys signed the contract and stuff, the spring we're going to go for another tour. And they just kind of, like, chilled. So me and um, Johnny were, like, we got to hustle and do stuff again. So continued with the the life stuff and eventually I got met up with Nina and played with her for a few years Mm -hmm. too and now kind of I still talk to her quite a bit but she's just kind of like held up her and her her husband just stay home and they're doing their own stuff so I know that she talked about doing some touring in the future but now we're all kind of waiting yeah itching dude itching (laughs) so much
0: same same um it's crazy to bring up Alyssa Bernal because I went to school with her do you know uh, way really? Yeah, she went to Holy Cross. Uh Yeah. And like I remember like at that time cuz I was playing music, I was like, "Oh, like this is like real deal music, like real national level kind of stuff." And um that's crazy. Uh so like if you don't mind, like being oh, dude, a I national to touring s- artist, like <laughs> is that something that people can like live off of?
1: Um that was some of the best money that I got as an as like a a musician like Mm -hmm. we we were on salary Mm -hmm. um it was like set up quite I feel like maybe we might have taken advantage of it too much as like as like on our side of it Mm -hmm. because we did we they told us you know you guys will get paid like x amount for practice yeah. so we're like we're gonna practice five times a week like uh-huh, you know is, is there like um is there like a like a, a like a no on this you know so we just practiced as much as possible and then we had a salary and like a per diem you know just like normal you mm-hmm. get a per diem but it was decent it was decent yeah. it you know um but it was such a it was such a fleeting thing dude because like i said they gassed us up they like took us to the dinners like you know like after we played we um went and we, we did like a whole music video and they flew us out for music videos. We did um, this huge freaking video. It's got like millions of, of views and stuff. And they took us to dinner afterwards. It's like movie stars felt like famous and shit. Like I literally felt like I was on top of the mountain, which was awesome. But it's also, I guess, good because it made me recognize like, you know, like I don't, I, I got it. I, I guess I took it for granted at that point. But then after that, it was like, okay, I can, I see what can be done. I can see what, what can happen. You know what I mean? So it made me have a different perspective because like I went from touring in a van or not, to, to a bus to touring in a van. I was yeah. like, dude, this is a different <laughs> experience, Yeah, but like, you know, either way, like the first before that it was driving in my own car. So it's, you know, all different yeah. tiers.
0: Hell yeah. Um so while you're touring and stuff, like what what was your go-to bass?
1: Um dude, my music man. That's that's been my baby, dude. Like I love that thing. Um the music my we got that like we got that um while my lady was pregnant with my daughter. I was playing starting to play with that band and he played with the seven string guitar. He was all about the seven string Ibanez. And I was like, I was talking to my lady, I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I was like, I can't do this, drop D crap, it's not gonna work. Like he has the low B. And I was like, it's either I get super huge. I remember talking to her and like having this conversation. She's like, we'll get you a five stream. We'll figure it out. You know what I mean? We didn't have the money. I was like, I don't know what to do, but I can't do this drop D crap. If he's playing these low Bs, it just absolutely, it was driving me insane. (laughs) But I got that Stingray and that thing has been my workhorse, dude. Um, I've taken it with me on pretty much every tour. Um, I have um, a Conklin that I absolutely love, but it still is like there's something about that music man that's just like it's it's just so well rounded and solid like the tone the the way it feels yeah. like everything about it like i just love that bass
0: yeah it's- man uh, the music mans are great like i actually i have i got my daughter who's also uh 12 um i got her a music man where like a sterling
1: nice. and even
0: the sterling version sounds oh, like dude so good so good it was like inexpensive compared to other bases and it's like
1: for real though i play
0: it i play it like so much because of it sounds so great like but,
1: for sure yeah. man I, I would um i used to teach for a little bit between tours and i would um always recommend like because I, I i would have my base and sometimes my students would have their bass mm-hmm. and, and they would have a hard time with something I would be like hold on Hand me, hand me your bass real quick and they hand it to me like oh dude here hold this you try this now play and they're like oh wow this feels different i'm like yeah it,
0: like,
1: <laughs> like it makes a difference having an instrument that plays well you know compared well also you remember being a kid i'm sure that my action was like terrible when i was like a yeah. teenager
0: So like, Hi. Freaking, i was like
1: oh dude you can put your whole finger under there yeah i play with it super low i like my action i like to put it like almost credit card like a business card level just barely touch yeah. Touch.
0: Yes. Yeah. Same. When did uh When did you start getting into like, into no learning about like action and like just a basic like, base maintenance and setup and stuff?
1: I guess like, um, just, I naturally because I I didn't have I I've I've always kind of just kind of survived if that makes sense like. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of, I, before I met my lady, I was, uh, I like couch surfed and like stayed in different places or like lived like I lived in a, like a, like a trailer in a shop for a little bit. Like I was just kind of a mess and I've always kind of been kind of a mess. So like, I didn't ever take my guitars anywhere, but they just started playing like crap. And I was like, I got to figure this out real fast. And it was one of those ones that I know I, I went back over and over again before it actually sunk in, you know, like, Oh, wow. Like this is how you bend the neck. Like, you know what I mean? Adjusting the truss rod and stuff like that. But and then, of course, like probably, I guess, touring and playing because you have to fucking maintain on your stuff, dude. Like not having I never got to have a guitar tech type. Like when I was on tour, it was awesome because we were um, we were international, but we were the low end of the totem pole. Like we were we were the bottom of the totem pole. Like they had um, we we toured with um, Lifehouse and this band Chris Allen, and they had two tour buses each, one for their band, one for their crew. And it was us and then like two guys, which was our crew. And we all just did everything ourselves. So like, we're just <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're do it yourself kind of guys here.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs>
1: cool. But yeah. it's definitely something that like, I always would tell my my my, um, my students when I would teach, I was like, dude, you guys, it's, it's important to understand and, and know how to do these things because, you know, it's gonna make you understand your instrument that much better, you know?
0: yeah for sure um all right so we brought up kind of like this pandemic and waiting to to jam and stuff uh i noticed you've been doing a lot of woodwork how did that come about
1: um i've, I've worked with my hands like since I, before i played music full-time i was um an electrician so i worked construction and stuff and then between touring i would um you know you know aaron lee um, from, he used to be in a band called Fea. I'm going to plug his band, the 501s. Um, They're badass. The 501s. He's from 501s. Okay. But I would, um, he, he's the person who actually got me contacted with Nina, um, to play with Nina. Cause I had filled in with him a couple of times and I would come in town whenever I was in town, I would go help him do like, just like grunt construction work. Mm-hmm. So I got into contracting on the side And I started seeing how much people were spending on like their homes for like kitchens and stuff. So I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. I can totally do this. Like I can build these cabinets. This is easy. So I started just kind of learning. And, um, I guess a little bit before the pandemic, I was like trying to, I needed a desk. So I like built a desk for myself and then I just started trying to get better and better to where like I could make anything. I want to make anything. I want to like, um, now that I don't have to rely on music to where it's my bread and butter income and I'm like whoring myself out, I can like focus to like have fun with music. But then I also want to be able to do something that I can do in tandem to where I can like grow old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't like I'm going to always play. Like I'm like I love the idea that like Les Paul played until he was like the oldest. He, he played like a week before he died, right? Something so, of that yeah. nature. Um, I I love that. It's fucking beautiful. But at the same time, I don't want to be like pouring myself out. I don't want to be the old guy playing at like the stupid club that's like, they don't want to hear that. You know what I mean? I want to play when it's super fun and I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? So like I was trying to find ways to just keep myself um, that make myself valuable because I don't really, it's not that I have a problem with authority. I work well with people but I just like being on my own and doing stuff my way. Mm -hmm. So it got me it kind of works out to where i can just be in here and do stuff on my own just make stuff and yeah. um it's super artistic I, I wish that i had found this stuff before because like i used to paint and make things and like mm-hmm. I, all my guitars i always custom did stuff to my guitars and it's like this is the most artistic form of like craftsmanship it's like literally like like you know what i mean like it's like like art i love that i freaking am enjoying the crap out of that so like i'm like i'm gonna start working with like oh, dude eventually i'm gonna make guitars totally yeah like that's everyone <laughs> everyone i know is like when are you gonna start doing it i'm like it's an, a whole step but yeah. I, I feel like it's gonna happen um and i'm gonna make like um a, a pick guard cover for my my music man if you mm-hmm. want to pick guard cover for any hey. music, i got you dude oh um, yeah it's just it's it's fun making stuff you know what i mean yeah. like it's it's um, the feeling you get making something and giving it to somebody or like, like, I, I made a planter for one of my old lead singers. Mm-hmm. And like, she was like, ask, I was like, I'll just, you buy the wood. I'll just do it because I've never made a planter before. It'll be a fun experience. She was so happy. Like they were totally into it. I was like, it's a, it's a planter. Like, that's yeah. awesome. Like, it's no big deal, but she was so excited about it. Like, this is just a, a cool feeling.
0: Yeah. Uh, I So I saw you like, making i think what ended up being a cutting board but when i saw you like it had that purple kind of wood in it and i was mm. like oh he's making a guitar like <laughs>
1: just- yeah dude i would love to man it's funny too because my 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 um conklin is purple heart so like that's yeah. been one of my favorites i was like dude this is so beautiful um and i follow some luthiers uh, there's this one um luthier um uh, brady uh, muckleroy He's a phenomenal. If you bass player, dude, he's a phenomenal bass maker. If you get a chance to check out his stuff, you would definitely dig his things. But he's a, a local um, bass maker, and he had did a live series where he showed everybody how to make uh, a neck through bass. And it's like I think he's on like twenty episode twenty six. But he literally started off with the slabs. He's got a bandsaw. He shows you how to do the things. I was like, dude, I'm gonna sit there with some coffee and just watch this entire series because I want that. It's so cool. That but that's awesome. In time, in time. Yeah,
0: in time I, for sure.
1: I'm going to make skateboards too. That's that's actually the next yeah. thing before. I feel like I feel like I can easily make a skateboard faster than I can make a base or it'll be easier for me to make a skateboard. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: That's exciting, man. That's it's just another like I don't know when you have like a passion to do something just like there's always ways you can just keep climbing and learning and doing new things like woodwork playing music whatever there's always ways to expand it's so crazy
1: no i feel it it's it's funny (laughs) i haven't had this much fun like learning stuff since i remember like really breaking into like like i remember getting excited about theory when i started under when i started understanding it because at first i didn't and there there was like a spot right here but once i understood it i was just like oh shit this is awesome and i just dove and dove and learned as learned so it's nice to have those waves of stuff you know I mean? yeah so it's pretty cool and it's nice to have the, monot- uh, the monotony mixed up because <laughs> like i'm so excited i'm gonna play tomorrow with my homie and i'm sure that i'm probably gonna play like creep you know or something yeah. <laughs> super super like but it's gonna be freaking awesome i'm so excited yeah. to just play man it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be cool
0: <clears throat> is this uh gonna be your first show like in the kind of post-pandemic-ish? Are you still... Have you still been gigging, like, here and there? I've
1: gigged a little bit. I've played, (laughs) like, maybe three or four shows. Very, very minimal. Like, it's weird because this past two years has been, like... I've I've not... I've I've not played this little, like, in over 10 years. It's so weird. Like, the year before the pandemic, I had slowed down because I was kind of trying to weed out... I just trying to weed out from playing with uh, certain people. Like I have mm. people that I love and I have phenomenal musicians that I love, but you know how sometimes you'll have people that bring in their personal life and it's like their personal life is maybe not a... It, it, they got some stuff they need to figure out in their personal life. I was like, yeah. dude, I love you, my friends, but I'm gonna separate from that. I don't really wanna be part of that. So I've been very selective <laughs> about who I've been playing with. So it kind of like, it was a very chill time. But I played Nick- like four or five gigs um just like i have a, a home dude daniel that's a p- keyboard player he's phenomenal mm-hmm. you're talking about playing um like the the ska versions of songs yeah this is he and i do stuff like that he's crazy yeah he, um, he was one of the keyboarders for the karaoke band and he does his own stuff now so we'll play like a little jazz jazz ish i'm not i'm i wish that i was a jazz player but i need to still get that crazy good yeah it's it's like a whole different level man but it'll be cool. I, I I can't wait to play more often to where the pandemic's not as much of a thing because it's weird. Like, have you played much, or is it weird going out for you?
0: Um, so I don't really like. I haven't gone out since the pandemic. We did two live shows, um, uh-huh. and, or uh, two uh, like live streams rather. Okay. So that's kind of like what we did. So we just had one practice before, and then the live stream because. I'm in a band with seven people. So, oh, yeah. you know, like, I love my bandmates, but also, like, you know, having, like, COVID and stuff being uh, potentially, like, getting COVID. It, we're real skeptical of even, like, doing that. But we did it just because we love to play. Um, yeah. But now everyone's vaccinated, and we just had our first practice, and uh, we're going to, like, start looking for shows. I'm I'm really, like, more, like... I just don't want to invite people out to big social gatherings, right? Because I would hate to be the reason that someone got sick. No, um, sure. But now that vaccinations are, you know, like you can walk in now at least and get vaccinated if you yeah. chose to. Like now that there are more people vaccinated and stuff, I feel a little safer. But we're we'll right. probably still give it like a couple of months or something. But we're we're trying to work on it because. We started working on new music and now we're getting like the bug back and we're getting uh, all anxious to show it and everything so you know um that's cool, man yeah yeah it's been such a crazy time like even we're living through like a crazy time right
1: now it's definitely weird (laughs) man like it's um it like trying to like you're talking you have a 12 year old girl like our, our our kids are like human they're like full on human beings, dude. You know what I mean? Like not even just like, not like kids aren't human beings, but you remember being 12. I remember distinctively being 12. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. So none of that stuff's happened. Like it's my little girl is not really wanting to go to school next year. She like, just doesn't, she, she loves doing school from home. She like knocks out all her stuff and then just chills out and rests. She's like, I don't want to go to school. I was like, well, it's kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of a thing. Like um, I don't, if like maybe if I was home full time, because I like I said, I was homeschooled. Um, mm-hmm. like my up until ninth grade, I did one year of high school and then that was it. Um, so like I totally could understand like wanting to be at home. I get safe I get anxiety. <laughs> like I'm very what is it? Like you we 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 we're around people, we play around people, we're around it's it's super social, but then like when I'm on my own, I just kind of just go do my own thing. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I would like between sets I would go and just go in my car and like do my own just chill out you know what I mean like there's all kinds of action so it's funny because I um I would never go out unless I played or like maybe see a show that I wanted to see like if it's a band I want to see I'll go but like I went out enough and got that feel when I played so now I'm just really enjoying like not doing anything. Like, <laughs> I, like I, mean, I, I used to, I used the whole like pandemic as an excuse of like, oh yeah, I, I don't wanna go anywhere. <laughs> like I like being at home. Like I, I do my, my woodwork, I play video games, like chill out and do stuff like that. But it'll definitely be cool to, to have some stuff happen in the future get around people it's weird because i i didn't realize that the mask mandate was lifted and i'm like went somewhere and i was like what is happening here (laughs) man no no one's wearing a mask yeah (laughs) i i like it i think it's cool i feel mysterious like i was like dude this is like i'm just gonna rock this forever dude get real cool ones with valves and lights and shit
0: (laughs) yeah hell yeah um all right you mentioned video games what games do you play
1: oh i'm a total nerd um i well okay (laughs) besides like going back as a child and being like all of the video games. Um, I play like first person shooters. So I play, um, I, I play PC. I gave my PS4 to my little girl. Um, and um, I play destiny a lot, which is hilarious because it's a fucking terrible game and I, I love it, but it's, it's, what is it? My, my friends, we joke about is They're like, I hate this game. It's my favorite game. Like it's, it's really weird, but I like, you know, games like that or like, um, I play call of duty with some homies occasionally or like Valorant, um, me and my little girl play Fortnite, which is hilarious. Cause I, I love, uh, like I get super toxic when I'm playing with my little girl, I'm like bag, come on teabag bag, let's go <laughs> like shoot your <their> body. <laughs> but we, we, we slay out, we have a really good time, man. It's a really fun time. Um, but it's like, um, it's weird because it's actually kind of like, I guess, I'll, um, be all like intimate, I guess, vulnerable. It's, I had, I lost one of my ears last year. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a tumor and I had surgery and they removed my ear. Uh, Like I have the actual ear, but there's, Mm -hmm. there's nothing in there. So like um, the games that I love, like first person shooters are a pain in the ass because I only hear one side, but I've not had hearing in that side for quite a bit. It deteriorated before they um, removed everything. But it's, it's like, games that are super super sound aware like valorant or like um cs yeah. it's like i have to i literally try to hug the left side of the map because i can't have someone sneak up i can't like they'll be like literally someone could run up to me and shoot yeah. me in the side and i won't know because i can't hear them yeah <laughs> it sucks yeah. dude so like my homies that i play with they know and like we're, we're a tight group so they, they try to help me out with it and stuff like that but it is what it is it yeah. was weird though, because, um, for the beginning part of it, before everything went away, I mm-hmm. could still hear the bass in it. Like, you know how you have the, your, um, your cochlea, your, your co- cochlea feels like vibrations and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I could tune my bass, like I could have my bass on my chest like that. And I could hear it in my ear because there was a tumor in there and it would like reverberate. So I could tune my bass without even being plugged in. I could just put it there mm-hmm. and I could hear it. It was weird i don't know if hey. it's, it's it's gone now it doesn't do that anymore but like i guess i could feel it this way but it's a different
0: that that's pretty wild man <laughs> that's, yeah It's pretty wild um Good. man well thank you so much for just taking time out to talk to me like it is awesome it's awesome seeing you awesome hearing what you're doing um Dude, where you, can man. people uh find you or listen to you
1: um Listen to me, I need to, I don't know, I need to step that up because I, <laughs> I used to like, I had made a couple of YouTube videos back in the day and things like that, but I, I just have always done recording for people. So mm-hmm. I guess if you see Nina in the future, I'll pro- hopefully be on tour with her if we're all together and everyone's like a full band, um, I have like my Instagram Uh, Austin Valentine and then I'm going to be doing some like woodworking videos but I want to try to mix it up and have it be like kind of creative too to where like I'm going to do like a a skateboard video I want to do some more like cover videos too because I miss just having that be part of it you know what I mean like not getting as much makes it seem like you're not as much a musician but we're all musicians it's (laughs) it's our thing
0: yeah I feel that
1: but um, hopefully you just you'll see me around I'll be I'll be around I'm, (laughs) I'm here so
0: Cool, man. Oh, again, thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you joining and I hope you have a good night.
1: Dude, you rock, sir. Thank you for having me, dude. You're awesome. For sure, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you awesome. later. Later, man. <laughs>